Hey guys, thank you for taking 30 seconds to listen to this message about eternal life. There is one man who came back from the dead, and that is Jesus Christ. As a historical book, the texts of the New Testament are extremely valid. They absolutely are true, and you can talk to historians and theologians about that. It's interesting that from a town of maybe 2,000 people maximum, Jesus Christ, this one guy from a small town, has to this day billions of followers, and I wonder why. Now, I'm not here to promote any religion. Jesus Christ said of himself that he is a king, and a kingdom is very different to religion. Now, if you can stay with me for another three minutes, I may save your life. You see, God made mankind in his image, physically. You look like God. Now, the born-again experience that King Jesus talked about is a spiritual rebirth, where you and I have the opportunity to look like God in the spirit realm. Now, this is what gives us access to eternal life because I can explain it to you. Genesis through Revelation, it is about citizens of a kingdom. Like the Empire of Great Britain, they would send a governor to a colony and that governor would implement the pattern, the language, the infrastructure of the empire onto that colony. So even in the Bahamas or in Australia or in India, they wear long socks, they drink tea, they wear a tie because they were colonized by a kingdom. That is the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And he said it this way. Did you know he defined eternal life? He said, this is eternal life to know the father and to believe in his son. I want you to know that your body will die. Your image of God body will die and your spirit will find itself face to face with God. And he will demand of you one thing. With love in his eyes, he will ask you, did you believe in his son that he sent you? And more importantly, did you drink his blood. Now, I know that sounds crazy, and if you give me another 30 seconds, I'm going to finish it up. Jesus Christ said his body is real food, his blood is real drink. I know this offends the mind, a virgin birth, a crucifixion. What does it mean? I'm telling you, in the spirit realm, it is screaming life, it is screaming victory, it is screaming power. If you would believe in your heart, the Bible says, that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. Now, right now, your mind may not know what to do. You may be freaking out a little bit because of what I'm saying, because your heart knows that I am speaking from the throne room. I'm speaking spiritual life, and your spirit is screaming right now saying, yes, I want to drink that blood I want to eat that body. So right now, out loud, with your mouth, with your vocal cords, with your body that God gave you, say yes. 
That's it. Yes. Say it out loud. Say it with me. Yes. I believe in Jesus Christ. Save me from my sin. Help me to live your life through me. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening. I want to encourage you to find out more about your citizenship in the kingdom of God. Now that you are born again, or if you're still entering the kingdom, finish by listening to my podcast, Kingdom Dynamics Podcast. Kingdom Dynamics Podcast. Bye for now. Just want to quickly promote my online school. You can do a seven-week course on the kingdom. It's teachable.com. Just go to kingdomdynamics.teachable.com. The first two weeks are free. Every episode is about 20 minutes designed to go through with your house church. Or even better, you can start a church in your home focusing on the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And the content is there. There's seven weeks in the kingdom discipleship journey. Every week has a PDF handout, or you can go through it online as a questionnaire, as an individual. And then after those seven weeks, there's a course on maturity. There's even a kids church program, but I'm warning you, it's not your usual kids church material. It is kingdom 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 i hope you find it really useful and just let your friends know that they can bypass the yeast of the pharisees and bypass the yeast of herod and get kingdom content for your home for your church and for your city i hope you can enroll today bye for now this is a famous Sermon from Dr. Shadrach Meshach Lockridge, famous sermon. It's all over the YouTube if you need it, but it's really good to remember who Jesus is, that he is the king of glory. He's the king of kings. He's the king of the kingdom that I preach. And I feel a soberness in the atmosphere today. I feel that the end is near and Jesus longs for men, all men, to be saved. The technical truth is he's already forgiven everyone their sins. The Bible says he does not hold man's sins against them, but we have got to come to the stone that the builders rejected. We've got to come to the rock that's the rock of offense. We've got to stand on that rock. Either we stand on that rock or we are crushed by it. And Psalm number two is great because it mocks those people who are building their own, you know, God's little G. And Jesus Christ is the stone. He is the rock that we build our lives on. So let me just read this beautiful words and and I pray that you would be encouraged that the fear of the Lord would come to you, the beginning of wisdom, that we will stand before him. We do not want to live dangerously. We don't want to judge. It's so easy these days to to judge our brothers and sisters, our churches, our leaders for doing this or doing that according to our own opinion. But really, we have no rights. As a Christian, our constitution says we have no rights. We turn the other cheek. We go the extra mile. We do not hold man's sins against them. Part of Psalm, rather, 
Matthew chapter 6, the Lord's Prayer, we forgive those who trespass against us. May we forgive our brothers. That's a huge part of this, our Christian life. And so today with great reverence to Jesus Christ, the King, not just Jesus Christ, the the shepherd, the, the priest, the pastor, the prophet, but Jesus Christ, the King. The Bible says, my king is king of the Jews. He's king of Israel. He's the king of righteousness. He's king of the ages, king of heaven, king of glory. He is the king of kings, the Lord of lords. That's my king. I wonder, do you know him? My king is sovereign king. No means of measure can define his limitless love. He's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere, eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's imperially powerful, impartially merciful. Do you know him? He's the greatest phenomenon that has ever crossed the horizon of this world. He's God's son, the sinner's savior, the peak of civilization. He's unparalleled, unprecedented, the loftiest idea in literature, the highest personality in philosophy. He's the fundamental doctrine of true theology. He's the only one qualified to be an all-sufficient savior. Do you know him? He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted. He sympathizes and saves, strengthens and sustains, guards and guides. He heals the sick, cleanses lepers, forgives sinners, discharges debts. He delivers the captives, defends the feeble, blesses the young, serves the unfortunate, regards the aged. He rewards the diligent. He beautifies the meager. I wonder if you know him. He's the key to knowledge, the wellspring of wisdom, the doorway of deliverance. He's the pathway of peace, the roadway of righteousness, the highway of holiness, the gateway to glory. Do you know him? His light is matchless, goodness limitless, mercy everlasting, love never changes. His word is enough, his grace is sufficient, he reigns righteous, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. I wish I could describe him. Yes, he's indescribable, incomprehensible, invincible, irresistible. You can't get him out of your mind, off your head. You can't outlive him and you can't live without him. The Pharisees couldn't stand him, but they found they couldn't kill him. Pilate couldn't find any fault in him. Herod couldn't kill him. Death couldn't handle him. The grave couldn't hold him. I wonder, do you know him? So that was from Shadrach, Meshach, Lockridge, famous sermon. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you that you are revealed to us in Jesus Christ, your son. That he's the king of glory, the firstborn among the dead, the firstborn of many brethren. And we are those brethren. We are the body of Jesus Christ. Would you fill us today? Would you convict us today? Would you transform us into the image of Christ? We give you permission. We beseech you to open our eyes, open our ears. Help us to know the truth. Break religion off us, politics off us. Help us to know and experience the truth. Help us to rejoice in your salvation, Jesus Christ. Thank you that your word is is alive in us, that you work through us, that you minister to us. Jesus, may we be you on the earth today. Thank you that you've raised up many sons unto glory, and may that glory be revealed in us today. Sanctify us by your word.
Jesus, we pray we repent. And finally, guys, I've been doing a hundred days of communion to bridge uh, whatever gap we have in this age. I'm up to day 47 tomorrow, so pray for me, pray with me, or come and join me in taking communion. Really, these are 100 sermons, 100 communion messages for churches and pastors if they wanted to use them. It's a resource that will be there for years to come. I hope you enjoy it. I want to encourage you to forgive your brothers and sisters. Do not hold an account. Matthew chapter 6 says that we forgive those who trespass against us. We have been forgiven. Freely we've received forgiveness and freely we should give forgiveness. I believe this is an hour to be very uh, technical with our words, to really get back to the Bible, get back to basics, loving one another, forgiving one another, gathering together, breaking bread, laying hands on each other, being devoted to the gospel, to the teaching of the apostles, which is Christ crucified, the gospel of the kingdom of God. It's not a religion. And, you know, this is just for those who are listening I'm very prophetic. I see the future. I don't know when it's going to come, but we are living in the days where we've got to connect and find those who believe and gather together. But I don't believe it's going to be in the way that we used to in the past because the trend, the projection, the trajectory that we're on, it is becoming increasingly difficult to be a Christian in this world. At the moment, you might have limitations on church based on, you know, vaccination status or or mask wearing. Maybe your church closed down, never reopened. Maybe it's online only. Maybe they have accepted, you know, certain parts of society, but it's becoming... What I'm saying is you won't find, you know, Jesus in some of these above ground churches um, soon, inevitably, because society is, is becoming more and more antichrist. Now, there may be a, a period of time when you can, but right now what I'm saying is find those who believe in the truth, who have not exchanged the truth for a lie. Find them geographically. How would you connect with them if you couldn't go to an above ground church? How would you connect with them if you didn't have a phone, if you didn't know their address? How would you find them if you couldn't call them? So we've got to know those who believe and we've got to find each other and support each other and be prepared for uh, you know, the the time that we're in. Uh, just want to encourage you to, to listen to Jamie Walden. He was interviewed today by Dr. Uh, Tenpenny, uh, Dr. Tenpenny, and you can find Jamie Walden on, on YouTube, some great messages, uh, and he can explain the, the times that we're in. Thank you so much for listening. Bye for now. Hey church, welcome back to day number 47 of 100 Days of Communion. I'm really excited here in Melbourne. My name's Jonathan. I'm really excited to be proclaiming the Lord's death until he comes. We know that he is going to be returning imminently. That means that there's no 
precursor, there's no step that needs to take place for him to come back. That is the word of Jesus Christ himself. So you may be thinking that there's some desolation that, you know, that is going to destroy the temple. You may be waiting for the, you know, evangelization of the earth. But I'm telling you the truth. There is no revival that is waiting to come. We are the revival. We are the Holy Spirit on the earth. Without a body, the Spirit of Jesus would be with the Lord. But the Spirit of Jesus is on the earth inside of you and I. We are revival. And the message that we have been commissioned to preach is not just the message of Jesus. It's not just the forgiveness of sins or a ticket to heaven. No, the message we've been given to preach is very specific. It's the message of the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God. That's the good news, the good news of the kingdom. And we are meant to be preaching the message of the kingdom. So, but Jesus Christ said he will come back unexpectedly. He will come back suddenly and he will come back imminently. That means that there is no step that needs to take place for him to come back. He could come back at any moment. That is the definition of imminent. So I'm telling you that we have got to proclaim his body, his death, his burial, his resurrection until he returns. And absolutely Jesus Christ is returning. This is not gonna last forever this world, this simulation, the whole world uh, has been deceived by the evil one. Most of the world has been deceived by pharmakeia, which is what Revelation chapter 18 says, that the whole world was deceived by pharmakeia. So hopefully you have not been deceived and I'm not the one to say whether you have been deceived or not. What I will say is the truth. The truth is that Jesus Christ is God. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is King. Jesus Christ is coming back. And he said that this is eternal life, to know the Father and to know the Son. That's John 17, verse 3. And today, as we go ahead and take communion, you may have some elements with you today. As we go ahead and take communion, we know that Jesus Christ said, Verily, truly, I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life which is the Son of Man will give you. For on him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Jesus Christ then goes on to say, for the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. So we are that, Jesus Christ is that bread. Okay, He is the bread of life. As we take communion right now, we are taking the bread of life. You may have been asked or wondered what the meaning of life is, what the meaning of life was. 
but I'm telling you, the purpose for your life is to preach the kingdom. That is the only thing that will satisfy you. Money won't satisfy, sex, drugs and rock and roll won't satisfy, church or ministry or growth or success won't satisfy. All of those things fade away. Even if God appeared to you in a vision, that would fade away. You know, he, he can't physically walk with you every day. You know, your body wouldn't last the year. But he comes in a moment, he comes in your dreams, he comes and he, he moves on you. The, the presence of the Lord was to, there to heal at times and other times it wasn't. So even the presence of God won't satisfy. I know that sounds contradictory, but the reality is, you know, he comes and goes, he moves, he stops moving. And we have to be satisfied by one thing, and that is the kingdom the kingdom of God satisfies. That's why Jesus said to seek first the kingdom. That's why Jesus Christ said to preach the kingdom. That's why Jesus Christ said, if you find it, you should sell everything in order to get it. So I'm telling you the truth. No one's going to tell you this, not even in church, unfortunately, sadly. But the only thing that will satisfy any Christian, any believer, any non-Christian, any non-believer, the only thing that can possibly satisfy a man is the kingdom of God. That's the truth. You, because you were made for that purpose. You were made in the image of God so that you had the makeup, the physics, the physique, the mind, the heart, the culture, the anatomy, the metabolism, the brains, the initiative, the desire to rule. God is a ruler, you are a ruler. He's the king of kings, you are a king. He's the Lord of lords, you are a lord. God made man alone to rule. He made man alone to rule the earth. We rule the earth and God rules heaven. He's the king of glory and we are the kings of the earth. It's so simple. So guys, I just want you to be satisfied. I want you to find the meaning of life right now. The meaning of life the purpose for which you were created is the one and only kingdom of God and the only bread that satisfies. Don't go after money. Don't go after food. Don't go after fame. Don't go after fortune. Go after Jesus. He is the only bread of life. He is the bread that gives life. I've been reading from John chapter 6 verses 25 to 59. Father God, I just want to thank you for the truth, for the church, for the living God, for the church of Jesus Christ that is in the world, that is not of the world, that is the pillar and the grounding of the truth, the earthing of the truth, the conduit of truth, reality, continuing to hit, heaven, hit earth through mankind. God, I want to thank you that your bread is the food that satisfies. Your bread is the bread of life. We don't want anything else, God. So right now... As we take communion, God, we, we take the bread of life. We are satisfied. We have all that we need right now. We don't ask for anything other than the kingdom, God. We don't ask for anything other than you. You satisfy, God. I pray that you would find that in us, we are only seeking you today in Jesus' name. God, you're beautiful. God, you're wonderful. God, I love you. God, I praise you. God, you're beautiful. Lord God, I ask that you give these people the kingdom. In Jesus' name.
guys, why don't you just go ahead and take the elements of communion. You may have some wine, you may have some, some water, whatever it is, that is going to be enough. The kingdom satisfies. Now listen, if God gave you Jesus, his blood, his body, if God gave you Jesus, his blood, his body, if God gave you Jesus, then he gives all other things as well. You have received Jesus right now through his blood and body. You have received the kingdom right now. You have received heaven right now. You have received earth right now. All things are yours, things present and things to come. Guys, I just want to finish off with Matthew chapter 5 in the Beatitudes. I just thought this was really convicting for me because a beautiful man, a prophet, a pastor, a priest, a king, a beautiful man named Jamie Walden, he said that the church of Jesus Christ on the earth today seems to be doing the opposite to the Beatitudes. Instead of being persecuted and therefore being blessed, they're they're trying to please the world. They're, they're being apologetic. They're not telling people the truth. They're, they're apologizing for, you know, for being against abortion. They're apologizing for being, you know, for telling homosexuals that, that homosexuality is a sin. The churches closed on Sundays for coronavirus and they opened as a vaccination center on a Monday. Blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted the church is not being blessed and comforted because they're not mourning they're not mourning over the state of the earth they're not mourning over sin they're not really preaching about it they're not really talking about it from the pulpit you know so so this is really interesting to me because I, I realized that yeah when you look at the Beatitudes you know are we pure in heart are we peacemakers? Are we persecuted? Are we poor in spirit? Jesus gave us that correction, that rebuke. You know, you think you're rich, you think you're clothed, but you're naked. So you and I have a great opportunity today to do the one thing that Jesus commanded us to do, which was to seek First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all else will be added to us as well. Guys, I want to thank you right now for listening to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. I'm Jonathan. You've done just such an amazing job. I pray that as you drink the blood of Jesus Christ, as you eat the body of Jesus Christ today, that you receive the kingdom. I pray that you would know that Jesus Christ is the only bread that satisfies. I pray that you would know that Jesus Christ is the only drink that you will never thirst after taking. I pray that you would know that eternal life is to know Jesus. And I pray that you would know that the only thing that will satisfy you because you were made for this one purpose is to preach, to seek first, and to understand the kingdom of God. Hallelujah! Praise Him! Praise Him! Hallelujah! Praise Him! Hallelujah! Take communion, guys. Hallelujah! Praise Him! Hallelujah! Amen.